Alrighty, what's going on, everybody? And welcome back to season three, episode 18 of Hit the Books, a podcast all about sports betting, the best bets you should be taking, and everything surrounding sports. We're here, week 17 of the NFL season. Regular season, the NFL is wrapping up quick. 16 games this week, none on Monday. Fantasy leagues wrapping up as well. College bowl games and more this week. Some news out of the NFL uh, and more, like I said. Let's jump into this week's episode and introduce my co-host, the whole crew back here this week, Huff, Ace, and Mackie. Huff, let's start off with you this week. What do you got here, buddy? Week 17, we're here. NFL's cooking. What do you got? Yeah, not 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 much going on. A lot big week in college football. Obviously, a lot of bowl games on right now watching WVU. And uh, obviously, we got the New Year's Six Bowl coming up this weekend. Uh, a lot of good football, like you said. Playoff football coming around for the NFL. So, uh, lot, lots of good sports going on right now, but mainly a lot in the football world. I'm excited to talk about it. Heck yeah, love it. Let's move it over to Ace. Ace, what do you got for us here this week? Again, coming into week 17. Yeah, um, like Mackie said earlier in the year, I mean, this NFL season just slipping through your fingers so quick, so you got to salvage it. And uh, don't take it for granted what we got in front of us. I know we might have some lighter games on the slate now with teams being out and whatnot, but still excited to dive into it. Um in the Christmas mood, great, great spirit, and got the New Year's coming up too. So, ready to get rolling here. Yes, sir. Mackie, you next. Your Cowboys there in the prime time on Saturday. What do you got for us here? Yeah, um, couldn't get the win last week. Cowboys, uh, another another big spot this week. Two lost two straight. Kind of out of contention for that for that NFC East uh, division title now. But um, you know, uh, long road ahead. Like I, I've been saying it all season. This this season's flying by. Two weeks left in the regular season, so um, you really got to take it all in these last few weeks and then get ready for playoffs. You know it. You keep saying it each and every week. You got to soak it in. You got to got to live it while it's while it's riding. Make sure to check out our live stream each and every Sunday morning on YouTube and Rumble. Top five games each and every week as we're you know getting growing and growing with that. So make sure you like and subscribe to that and check us out each and every Sunday. All right, with that, let's jump into the NFL. A couple things before we get into the power rankings and the Week 17 slate. The Denver Broncos have announced that they're benching Russell Wilson for the remainder two games of the season, of this season, and starting Jared Stidham. The move comes as the Broncos are trying to avoid a $37 million guarantee on Wilson's contract for next season, where if he cannot pass a physical in early March, that they would owe him his full salary next season. What places do we see Russ landing with this, with all this, these contentions and all these things going on here in Denver? Who wants to get us rolling here? Huff, the, the Russ yeah. guy, what are you thinking? Yeah, um, I, I was pretty surprised to see this. I, I don't know. I guess the, the rumor at the beginning of the season where Sean Payton was truly giving Russell Wilson one shot at this thing, uh, and I guess didn't make too convincing of a, of a case at it to run it back next year in Denver, and it's looking like they're going to want to move on. A, a couple spots that I saw people... Uh, throwing spots around. Um, obviously, I'm not even just saying this. Steelers were up there, the but the number one spot I, that I saw a lot of people saying would be a good fit for him would be Atlanta, and I, I do kind of see that get him back in the NFC. Uh, I think Atlanta in that tough or in that's uh, kind of shitty, shitty tough division. However you want to say it, they all can't compete or they all compete with each other. I think that'd be a good spot for him to go to. Get him back in the NFC. Get him in a bad division where he can truly become himself again. With a lot of weapons on offense, I'd like to see my boy go down south to Atlanta, if not come up to Pittsburgh. I'd love to see him as a Pittsburgh Steeler. That would be my full NFL circle or NFL childhood just come full circle. Russell Wilson as a Steeler, but 
Um, that's neither here nor there. I don't think it's too realistic, but uh, I think Atlanta is going to be the spot where we could see him go. Huff, uh, do you think Future is going to let him walk into the A? I mean, after all that disrespect between each other, I mean, you remember when they'd play Atlanta, they play the Falcons in the playoffs previous years, the other team blast him Future the whole game. Um, yeah, but I, I think when you when you make like thirty set, what's he? What was it? Thirty seven million they'd pay him. Like, I, I don't think Future's making that kind of money. So Russell can little brother him like that, and he has the what's her name? Yeah, Ciara, Kiara, whatever. Yeah, I mean, hey, he's got the crown jewel. But uh, I, I think I'd like to keep him in the NFC South, like you said. A lot of those teams need quarterbacks. I don't know how much longer Mackey's boy Derek Carr is on the books for, but. I think that'd be a great spot. Imagine he went back to New Orleans and was successful there, kind of blew up in Sean Payton's face, honestly. But uh, I think your Steelers another team that can really use a, some strength at the quarterback position. They have the team around them to win a Super Bowl, so maybe a Super Bowl, Super Bowl caliber guy could get it done. But it'll be interesting to see as it unfolds. Denver Broncos not out of this thing either, only a game out of the playoffs. So yeah, that's the weirdest part. Yeah, maybe they the should have sat they're him at the beginning the of the year. I like, think that the I think that the thing going into the season where they literally said to Russ, they're like, you make the playoffs this year or we're done. Because he had a pretty good season and he came back from a one and five record to make a push. Tough loss last week, um, kind of taking them out of contention. I, I mean, not mathematically, but um, I think they had a deal and, you know, they just got to go their separate ways here. I think going to New Orleans would be the best case. I think they are the best team all around. Um, Derek Carr hasn't been performing that how he's supposed to. Not my boy, just better than Bryce Young. Remember that. Um, but I think if he went to New Orleans, he could thrive there in um in a weak division uh, with a team with a lot of players around him. I think that uh, that could be a good fit for him. get him back in the playoffs at least. Yeah, it'll be interesting. I'm kind of excited to watch Jarrett Siddham play too. He he was rolling the last time he got his chance. I think it might have been with the Raiders actually though. Or was it against the Raiders? I'm not too sure, but. He actually showed us some more than what I thought. I think he beat the San Francisco 49ers last year in the in the throwaway weeks, so to say. But, yeah, it'll be interesting to see. Broncos not yet out, so maybe they can find a way to rally around Sidham. I think they need a lot of help, too. So it's like they're not math- mathematically out. but Save that still- money. It's not Russell Wilson's not winning the Super Bowl himself. Spend it elsewhere. Lots of good stuff there coming out of Denver. We'll definitely have to keep tabs on that one. See where Russ ends up. See what happens here coming uh, into the end of the season. Next thing here, week 17, will have lots of playoff implications on the line in the AFC as no AFC team has clinched their division yet. The Chiefs, Bills, Browns, and Jaguars can all clinch spots in the AFC picture this or can all clinch spots in the AFC picture while the Rams, Seahawks, and Bucks can clinch their way this weekend as well. What do you guys see this weekend coming out of it? I have a, I believe I have the sheet here of all the different scenarios and whatnot. What are we thinking here coming into this week here? Some of these key teams in the AFC getting their spot. Yeah, the, a lot of teams I, I don't really have, could, uh, yeah, I was how much say, math really you're much doing in your head on this, but um, I wanted to see if you, you, as soon as you said you have the sheet, I want to hear what what does what needs to happen for the Steelers to make the playoffs. I don't want it to happen, a but lot. I just want to know what needs to happen. So there's four. It's going to happen. Whatever needs to happen, it's going to happen. So I don't. It's going to get us. We're going to get through this week. You know, whatever we need to happen this week is going to happen. Just so we're alive. All every everything that needs to happen is going to happen. Mike Tomlin. We need to beat the Seahawks. There's four different scenarios. The first option is Pittsburgh wins out and Buffalo loses a game. The second option is Pittsburgh wins out and Jacksonville loses a game. Third option is Pittsburgh wins out and Cleveland loses out. Fourth option is Pittsburgh wins out. 
Colts lose a game, Houston lose a game. So you have to go ten and seven. You cannot go nine and eight and make the playoffs. Yeah. I think that's a tiebreaker thing because I'm pretty sure some teams. Because if the if the Broncos aren't mathematically out, the best they can go is nine and eight now. Yeah, that's a tall order when you got to go see the twelfth man this weekend. Yeah, oh, like Tampa's in if they was, win a game. Who do you um, got next week? And you got the Ravens next week. Yikes! <laughs> but the Ravens might not. Need they might not have anything week. to play for. If, if they win this week, they might lock I'll up that one. I'll get into that one right now. I think the Dolphins clinch up that division this week too. I think they take uh take that this one from the Ravens. Disagree with you there. As we get into these games, I'll give my take. Yeah, I know. I I know you disagree. Alrighty, let's keep it going here. Let's jump into our power rankings here for week 17. Those come as followed here. Number five, the Detroit Lions. Number four, the Philadelphia Eagles. Three, the Miami Dolphins. Two, the San Francisco 49ers. Number one, the Baltimore Ravens. What are you guys thinking here about these week 17 power rankings coming out of this week? Those Miami Dolphins are pretty good, huh? Yeah, yeah um, won the we fraud talk bowl, that, so I don't know how good they are. That, game a little. Um, that was a good game by both teams. It was a good game. Both, I, I just couldn't teams. wait to say that to you all day because we were going at it on Sunday. But no, nah, yeah. I'm I can't <laughs> I can't defend much anymore. I mean, he Dak Prescott played an incredible game, but at the end of the day, he lost again. He did not get the job done. And I I mean, I love the guy, but I don't know how much I can keep defending him if he can't win the fucking football game. I mean, they, he didn't get the ball back. So he he scored. He took a game. He took a lead with four and a half minutes left. Five minutes left. Didn't get the ball back. Not all his fault. But when the I mean, you just keep losing. He keeps losing these games. So the big um, games, the ones that matter. Yeah. Um. Good game by the Dolphins. Tua played well. The 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 difference makers obviously number ten Tyreek Hill. I mean, you couldn't stop him on third down every single time. He was I was just gonna like, say it wasn't oh, it wasn't even it. like huge chunk plays like it normally is with him. Is it was every third and eight he'd get twelve yards or yeah. every. Third, third and, and four, third and yeah, four, like, it was just like five yards. I don't know. I think he had eight catches or nine catches. Have, I bet five of them were on third down. They have no, to that's give what him. I was say. Have, it was crazy. They kept him in the back pocket all game, and then when clutch time came, you found number ten wide open. They have to give him a fifteen yard cushion, and he he just gets seven yards every time because he runs a little fucking hitch He's route. Five steps ahead of you before you even think about it's it. It's just impossible to guard him in those late game situations and. Uh, Dallas had no answer for him. Micah Parsons not getting any calls, but I'm not blaming the refs because, again, we just keep losing. So, um, Speaking of a good fraudulent game, game really managers, game. though, Mackie, you were talking about Dak Prescott, Brock Purdy showing his true colors, I guess. I don't think they are. I think he will rebound from this. But really, statement game by the Baltimore Ravens, putting themselves at that number one seed. Huge, um, huge no- defensive performance. I, that was just an incredible perf- defensive performance. Only person that could stop Lamar Jackson in the Bay Area was that referee for that two-point uh, safety early on. But other than that, I mean, the Ravens are rolling, firing on all cylinders, overcoming injuries to names like Mark Andrews, J.K. Dobbins, Keaton Mitchell, the list goes on and on. Lamar Jackson finding ways to get it done, really entrenching himself in that uh, MVP conversation, in my opinion. Um, seeing the Chiefs lose, that's a tough one for this week, for those power rankings. The Eagles picking up a much-needed win that they almost let slip through their fingertips. So a lot of those teams up top uh, – not playing their best football going into the postseason, so that's kind of something to monitor, in my opinion. Who would be who would be the team that you would add as a as the five seed if if the Lions if you bump the Lions? Mine would probably be Cleveland right now. I was gonna put Cleveland in before the Lions actually, but then I was like, nah, you kind of gotta respect these Lions right now. But definitely <laughs> Cleveland. Yeah, I mean, especially with yeah. Joe Flacco balling now. I mean, they didn't have a quarterback before, and they were still winning, so I was kind of overlooking them. Mine would now be the Buffalo. Mine, mine would mine would be the Buffalo Bills. 
I just feel like that that wasn't his command. I mean, a win's a win. They needed a win. They they got it. But I don't know. I feel like I wanted that to be a little bit more dominant. I guess the, that the problem the problem with the Bills is that we saw how much they struggled early on, and then they went on a bit of a run. And then last game they beat the Chargers twenty four twenty two, and you're like, eh, is that team still there? But uh, I don't know. I I don't trust. I them. also I'm, I'm gonna also stand by like, it. Team you don't want to see in the playoffs is the Buffalo Bills as a, as a top seed in the AFC. Yeah, I just think they're gonna be a wild card team. I mean, if they can find a way to win that division, huh. no, I'm no, I'm saying as a top seed in the AFC, you don't want to see the wild card being the Buffalo Bills. Yeah, no, I agree. Nah, I've been I, preaching I, that I, all year. That's that's my dark horse coming out of the AFC. I'd rather not. I'd rather see. Yeah, I'd rather see like let me see Minshew and the Colts. I'd rather see. I will say, I'd rather see the Texans, the Browns on the like as a home team. I'd rather see the Browns come in than the than the Bills. Or the Bills come in than the Browns. That's a toss-up. Those are the two teams that I don't want to have any part of. Well, I said it backwards. I'd rather see the Bills on the road than the Browns coming in. Yeah, the Bills on the road, obviously, as a wild card, you don't have to play up in Buffalo. But other than those two, Cleveland and Buffalo, are any of these wild card bubble teams for real? I don't think so. Dude, Jacksonville could lose their division this week. That's crazy. Jacksonville can miss the playoffs. That is crazy. So many like, injury concerns going into these games too. It's eight and three. There I could mean, be that much of a shakeup in this playoff picture where Jacksonville's right now sitting as a four seed. They could be sitting on the outside looking in at the end of this week. Yeah, and it like wouldn't. Is Trevor Lawrence even playing? I think he's questionable. It's like still questionable. He's oh, he always is, looks like he's never going to play, and he has all season long though, which is crazy and, to me. Yeah, but he's not even like playing that well. Yeah, yeah it's, it's, it's I'm at the point where I, I did that going into Cleveland. I did that when they went into Cleveland. I thought he was going to bounce back off that injury, come in and play, play a huge game, and I, I he just did, didn't look like himself. And if he's going to keep doing that, I can't take the Jaguars. If he's going to play this like 50-50 injury. I don't but, think he's been 100% all year, not even close. <clears throat> I mean, no, I he's not playing like it at least. But game manager Joe Flacco, elite Joe Flacco, really stepping into his own. Him and Amari Cooper, that's like a better connection than ACDC out in Oakland a few years back. But uh, he's really... Looking like he didn't come off his couch. Looks like he's prime Tom Brady right now almost now. But um, that team is not something to mess with at all. I, I'm just hoping we can get a Cleveland-Baltimore AFC matchup in the playoffs. The media will go nuts for that one. Lots of good stuff there, boys, out of the power rankings here. Coming into week 17, let's start off with these games here. The first one being Thursday night, the Jets Going to Cleveland to visit the Browns. The Browns, the favorite here, seven and a half points. Their money line, minus 360, a total of 34 and a half. The trends I got here, Cleveland has won seven straight Thursday home games and seven straight as the favorite as they host the New York Jets. And the Jets are 7-2 against the spread in their last nine games against Cleveland. A pretty interesting one there, seven and a half points. The question here, Ace, what are you thinking here coming into this Thursday night matchup? Yeah, actually a pretty important uh, matchup here this week on Thursday Night Football. I know you said almost every game is with the playoff implications and everything being so tight. But, I mean, it's a must-win game for the Browns here, in my opinion. They can keep pace for that top spot in the AFC North. Didn't think I'd be saying that with all the injuries they've gone through. But, uh, I mean, we've talked about Joe Flacco a lot lately. That defense, number two defense in the NFL, in my opinion. You could put him at one in the AFC or one in the NFL if you really want to argue it. 
But uh, I think they're able to to hem down those New York Jets. Uh, looked like they were on a commanding win against the Commanders last week. Almost let that one fall through. But they, they clutched up. Brees Hall, big game. Um, I don't think they're going to have the same type of success this week. I don't see them putting up more than 13 points here against the Browns. I like the Browns at home. Dog Pound's going to be rocking. I might buy that half a point and take a minus seven. But I just like a Jets team total under here. And whoever the hell it is they put under center, he's going to throw an interception. Yeah, I agree. I, th- I think the Jets really struggle on offense this week. They don't really get much going. Brees Hall coming off a 43-point fantasy performance. Um, I think he's going to struggle against this Browns defense. Browns defense, like you said, could be top two, top one in the league. Um, and this is probably the worst-ranked offense in the league. So I'm going to go with the numbers here. I'm going to take the Browns minus 7.5. Um, this Browns offense can really get going. I know the Jets have a really good defense, but Joe, you can't count out Amari Cooper and Joe Flacco right now. Um, they're putting up points left and right. So the over under sitting at 34 and a half, kind of sketchy, wouldn't touch it. But um, this is pretty safe for the Browns. I think they get it done, especially sitting at um, top spot in that wild card right now. And they want to keep pace in the AFC North. So uh, big game for the Browns to get it done. Yeah, I don't really have too much of an opinion on this game. Uh, obviously, this doesn't really I know the Browns are trying to fight for that division. They just need to win this game. A big spread. Uh, obviously the Jets, I think Sala is just kind of coaching for his job at this point, if it's even a question that he's not already fired. But, um, I I don't know, like you said, Jets look good last week. They left the back door open for the commanders and let them come back in that game. But, uh, I I don't know. I'm probably not going to have a play on this game. I actually kind of leaned on the Jets plus the seven and a half, uh, but I'm probably not going to go ahead and take that in, in Cleveland. That just scares me a little too much. Yeah, I'm riding with Mackie here. Buying that half a point for sure, though. I like that seven round number much more than I like seven and a half. See if you can. It'll maybe drop down to seven. I feel like maybe a first half uh, spread for the Browns might be something to look into as well. Um, props kind of tough in this one unless you're really banking on Amari Cooper keeping up with success. I know that Jets defense great secondary too, so kind of hard to take a prop there. But they share the rock between Hunt and. Uh, Forward, the only one I could really look at, in my opinion, I know Cooper's going off, like I said, but Njoku, um, he's been really inserted himself well with uh, Flacco under center. Lots of good stuff out of our Thursday night football game here. Thursday night football game here in week 17. Let's jump on to over to Saturday, 8 p.m. Lions and Cowboys in Dallas. Dallas, the favorite here, just six points for them, minus 260 on the money line, total at 53 and a half. Trends I got here. Cowboys, 15 and 0 straight up, 12 and 3 against the spread in their last 15 games at home. Over 9 and 2 in Detroit's last. Over is 9 and 2 in Detroit's last 11 games versus NFC East teams. Cowboys, 11 and 3 straight up in their last 14 at home against the Lions. Lions, 19 and 6 against the spread in their last 25 games. Mackie, our Dallas correspondent, what are you thinking here in this primetime Saturday game? Only game on Saturday. What do you think? Yeah, big game for the Cowboys to get back on track here after two straight losses, both on the road. Um, obviously, we know this team is a lot different at home. I think they're 7-0 and at home this season. Um, so Dax, I expect Dak to light it up. I think this offense gets going. CeeDee Lamb to have a big game. But um, this Lions team, I mean, you can't six six point favorites over this Lions team is kind of crazy to me. I know they just clinched, clinched the division. These last two games don't mean much to them, but you got to think this is a big game for the Lions. Think to know where they're at with the, with this team and, and competitiveness. Um, this is a good game for them to go in and t- and as six point underdogs and win this football game. So they're going to be hungry. They're going to come out and play. If that offense gets going, they could be scary. 
Um, 53 and a half is the over under. That's the highest this season. If it, if it finishes or if it is 53 and a half at game time, um, I think there's going to be a lot of points. It's just a really high over under. So I, I would stay away from it, but I, I'm going to go with Dallas minus six, just cause it's just going to go up my gut here. But, um, this is definitely a sketchy one. Too high of a spread for a lot of people. Mackie, stop sounding so illy confident. Cowboys minus six. Hammer it. The game's in AT&T Stadium. What do they do there? They roll whoever comes on in. They don't have many more opportunities to do this. They're going to be road dogs in the playoffs, and they're probably not going to win a game, but we'll worry about that when we get there. This week, they're going to put up 30-plus. Jared Goff going to be turning the ball over left and right. We've seen him throw interceptions against worse teams. I think they're going to have a tough day sledding, honestly, with uh, – with Montgomery and Gibbs, I know they've looked electric, dynamic duo out there in Detroit. But six points is pretty generous for this team. We see what the Cowboys do at home. Feel confident in the team total. I don't feel anything great about that Detroit Lions defense. Maybe that's my favorite play is the, the Cowboys have put up a boatload of numbers. Over 30 plus, I think. Maybe you get even an alternate line somehow. Probably sitting at 27 and a half, honestly. But uh, yeah, I think CeeDee Lamb keeps the good times rolling. Dak Prescott gets back to his winning ways. Much lighter matchup. Home stadium. Give me the Cowboys here. Lock that in. Minus six, six and a half. I mean, if Tyron Smith is healthy, though, I mean, did you see that offensive line? Did you see the the left tackle? He was invisible. He would just let people go right by him. Dak had no time to throw the ball half the time because there was guys, three guys on him before he can even pick his head up. I mean, a healthy O-line for this Cowboys team is definitely key. When you have Aiden Hutchinson um, on the other side of that football, it could be tough, but I mean, they are home. They 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 put up numbers at home. They put up crazy numbers at home. This Dallas team is still pretty good. I think they get back on track here. Yeah, this is definitely a scary spread because, uh, like, like you said, it's tempting enough that obviously I can talk myself at least into to liking the Lions here plus the six points. But I don't know if it's enough to bet it because I can also see exactly what you guys saw going the other way where Dallas can win this game, let it get out of hand. Uh, Dallas could stop the run and uh, Gibbs and Montgomery could have a pretty tough day. but. Um, yeah, I also agree. I don't think Detroit's defense is going to have too good of a day stopping them down in Dallas and in AT&T Stadium. But uh, I, I think it's a lot of points. Uh, the 53 and a half, it's that high for a reason. I kind of lean the over. I think it's going to be a, an absolute shootout, and I like there to be points. Yeah, you know what's crazy is, um, obviously, there's a lot of implications going on for seeding, playoffs, whatnot. But this game, to me, is a telltale sign of how Jared Goff is going to perform in the playoffs. He has to go in a very hostile environment. He might get one home game right with the Lions, maybe two, maybe. But um, it's a hostile environment down there in Dallas. Whoever he handles this is going to make me consider how I handle him down the stretch. We only saw him get that one playoff run on a great, great Rams team with a great defense. Kind of a different buildup here for a young Lions team that hasn't been there. So show me what you got, Goff. Tough matchup, tough defense. And This is going to be telltale. And what if the Lions win this game with what you just said? What is that? I, I respect them a lot more, and I give them some credit. Maybe they can take out the Cowboys or Eagles the Cow- uh, later. But the in The Cowboys the are frauds. So if they win this game, how can you really respect them? The Cowboys at home in the regular season are great. They're earth shattering. Yeah, see, I also season. I also think that's a big if. Is beating Everyone's, them in Dallas is a lot different. I'm yeah. Just saying, everyone's calling them frauds. You can't you can't respect the Lions more for winning a for beating a fraudulent team. No, but it's the home Cowboys. That's not the fraudulent Cowboys. The fraudulent Cowboys are postseason or on the road. <laughs> so those are eight sweet spot games a year. Yeah, eight sweet spots. And it's true. I mean, look, look at the schedule. When they play at it's home, they are groundbreakers. They put up 30-plus every time. It's it's a shame that that team doesn't get a home playoff game this year, in my opinion. I think the Eagles went out and 
can grab that one seed. Yeah, I mean the Eagles schedule. I mean they got they got through the tough part um, earlier in the season, but um, the rest of their season is a cakewalk. They should have no problem, especially after already playing the Giants pretty close. I think next game's probably going to be a thirty point game. Your boy CD CD Lamb eighty eight out there in Dallas. He getting in the end zone again this week. Yeah, he'll 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 dabble. If one, maybe maybe even two this week. I uh, only got in once last week, so um, look for him to have a big game. I'm I'm excited to see how many of us actually have that on our card. Hopefully, it's still up plus money. I feel like it definitely won't be. He's a dog, man. Another great Saturday night game, though. Hopefully, a shootout, like Hoff said. Two great teams bound for playoffs. Let's see who comes out on top. Lots of good stuff out of our Saturday matchup here this week. Let's jump into our Sunday matchups. One o'clock slate to start the Miami Dolphins and the Baltimore Ravens in Baltimore. The Ravens, the favorite here, three and a half points for them, minus 168 on the money line, plus 142 for the Dolphins money line, 46 and a half is the total. Trends I got here, Dolphins, two and nine against the spread in their last 11 games against Baltimore, two and nine straight up in their last 11 games in week 17. Dolphins 13 and 5 against the spread in their last 18 games and the Ravens 12 and 5 against the spread in their last 17 games. What are you guys thinking here coming into this matchup? Just good trends for both teams here. One o'clock matchup. What do we think? Yeah, I'll, I'll start us out here. I like the Dolphins. Uh, I th- I'm going to just keep riding them. They've been very good to me this season. I'm going to take the three and a half points for them to cover the spread. They can lose by the field goal. I also like there to be a lot of points in this one as well. 46 and a half points. I'm going to take the over. I like the Dolphins to come into Baltimore, put up a big offensive fight. Uh, like I said, <clears throat> excuse me, I think they, even if they do lose the game, they keep it tight within three and a half. Give me the Dolphins, fins up in the over. I'm going to keep riding this team. Huff, I'm right there with you. I love this Dolphins team. This Ravens team coming off beating coming off beating the uh, the best team in the league, the best defense in the league, kind of lighting them up. Everyone's going to be on them. You're going to see everyone's through the roof after a overwhelming performance you're going to see an underwhelming one and i think i i think if miami keeps this close i think they're going to win the game i i don't see a lot of value in the three and a half to be honest um because honestly the ravens are probably the better team at the end of the day could be a 14 point game but i'm going to go with miami here i think Tua has a big game i think tyreek hill dictates yet another game um not i I mean i know I I, i go against the ravens a lot this year and it hasn't worked out for me but um I just think this is one of those games where Miami finds out or finds a way to get it done on the road. I know it's going to be tough, but uh, yeah, give me Miami. Yeah, I have a lot of takes on this game. Last week, uh, sorry to all the Ravens listeners, Big Hoss, especially doubted those Ravens. I was stuck between a rock and a hard place, though. I've been so high on these Niners, so high on these Ravens. It's like, fuck. So I didn't even take a side in that one. Um, just had that McCaffrey tutty, but they looked great again last week. If this was an NFC North opponent or any NFC opponent, we'd all be hammering the locks. We know that they own those teams, but at home at the, at the, uh, M&T bank stadium, they don't lose very much. That defense plays elite, very tough place to play. If this was a night game, don't think that Tua puts up any points with it being a one o'clock game. I do think that there is some points huff. That's a low total there too. Two good offenses. They'll be able to get it done. I think I could see like a 27, 24 victory. I already locked in the Ravens minus three, got it minus three, minus one ten. You will see that on my card this week. Um, I mean, how can we not respect this Ravens team? They've taken out everybody, whoever you want to throw up there in questions. They've beaten them. Lamar Jackson playing at the top of his game, that defense playing lights out number three defense in the league, in my opinion, um, after the, the Niners and the, the, 
Browns. I mean, you could put them ahead of the Niners since they just beat them, but still. Um, I think that the Ravens are evil to get it done. My halfway season prediction of the Ravens finishing the regular season with the best record in the AFC is looking to come true. Maybe they even have the best record in the NFL. I don't think there's any reason that the Dolphins can come in here and take over their home field advantage. I don't see it happening. And I really think a pivotal matchup is going to be set up for Week 18 between the Buffalo Bills and the Miami Dolphins after the Ravens doing this week. Give me the Ravens minus three. Could be a tough one, but that defense, I'm trusting them. Lamar, I'm trusting them. Big trust. Ravens got this one this week. I can promise Mostert will score. Gus Edwards will score. Tyreek Hill will score. Those three guys will score. There's gonna be a lot. I like that. I like the running back, running back one. Mostert and Edwards. How automatic are those guys? Jeez. I can promise that. I might take that. Yeah, without Tyreek Hill scoring last week, he's bound to get in. But I don't know. It's it's a tough one. That Ravens defense is really stout. And uh, Mostert, I mean, he's automatic, so I'm not second guessing it. I know that run defense is tough. I know Rockwan Smith is rovering the field. What shout out Kyle Hamilton too? That guy really jumped onto the scene this year. He's on his way to a Pro Bowl. Great pick by the Ravens in the later first round a couple years ago. But uh, this will be everybody on everybody's screen at one o'clock. This is going to be the game of the week potentially, in my opinion. But uh, yeah, Ravens find a way to come out on top, cover that spread. Keeping it moving here in the one o'clock slate, the New England Patriots heading to Buffalo to visit the Buffalo Bills. The Bills, the favorite here, 13 and a half points for them, minus 900 on the money line. 40 and a half is the total. Only trend I got here. The total has gone under in five in Buffalo's last five games at home. So very interesting one there. Ace, what are you thinking here? How are your Patriots going to fare here this week against the Bills? Yeah, I don't even know how they won last week. Bailey Zapp, not a big fan of him, um, but he's getting the job done. Kudos to them for, for duking it out. Ezekiel Elliott, that guy's going to have a big game once again with that banged-up Buffalo defense. But the Buffalo Bills are at home. The Patriots always split with them, and they've already beat them once this year. I think it's a lock on the money line. That's why it's so fat. It's sitting in a minus 13 spread. If you're somehow still in a survival pool, you can lock this one in. I think the Bills get it done here. That might be tough to cover with the 13, the way the Patriots' defense is playing this year. They've been elite, I mean, all year long. It's just the offense that can't get going. But Josh Allen's going to have his way. They're getting back to the postseason. They're going to push for that division. I like them here this week to get it done. Um, maybe a team total over for the Bills this week. But still, it's tough with the Patriots' defense. Don't know if I'll have a play on this one, but I like the Bills to get the job done at home this week. Yeah, pretty plain and simple in this one. Bills at home. They're going to roll this Patriots team. Um, big win for the Patriots. Actually, not big win, but good win for the Patriots <laughs> last week. Uh, probably actually not a good win in terms of uh, draft position because yeah. I, don't, I don't know if that really matters that much. I didn't really look into it, but um, they're definitely not trying to win games right now. But big game by Billy Zappi. Uh, I think they just kind of get steamrolled this game. James Cook to have a huge game. Josh Allen, um, big game again. Just just uh, take over this game in the first half. Um Bills need wins. They're going to take care of business on, on home field against one of the worst teams in the league. One thing I would it's like kind of... to say about this this Patriots team, Huff, sorry to cut you off before you jump in. Yeah, but, um, it, it, I heard this quote from someone the other day. I was like, huh, that's a good point with this Patriots team. I'm happy they weren't tanking, though. I'm happy they went out and won that game because once you start tanking, it's kind of like the Philadelphia 76ers. You get in that mentality of losing, and it's hard to get back to your winning ways. So shout out to the boys for still grinding through. Christian Barmer turning into a leader in a stud on the defensive line, set up for a big payday, along with other guys like Kyle Duggar and whatnot. Um, don't think Zappy's the answer, but definitely got himself a career in the NFL, maybe as a backup or whatnot, maybe as a starter somewhere too. But um, yeah, I think Ooh. the Bills get this one done. Wouldn't be surprised though if the Bills have to backdoor win this game, kind of like they did last week against Easton Stick and the Chargers. Who do you want 
in the in the draft. You guys are definitely taking a quarterback. There's no way you don't. Yeah, I know. I mean, you know what's crazy? Nobody in Rhode Island, at least that I talk to, is high on a quarterback at all. I mean, everybody's like, uh, that's not the guy you need to draft a receiver. You need to help out the old line. People are like, we want to I think Jaden Daniels. That's who yeah. I'll take. Yeah, I don't know. He's flew up the draft boards very much lately. I'm not super, super I love Jaden Daniels. Yeah, I love but him. he wasn't high up there before. I mean, it was Drake May and Caleb Williams. Drake Huff. May and Caleb Williams. Heisman always inflates people. Huff, I yeah. said it before the season starts. I, that's why I took LSU in week one. I didn't realize their defense was a fucking high school defense. Yeah, they're but, so, their defense is so bad. I told you week one that I love him. Mm-hmm. Hmm. That's how I thought about Jordan Travis. I do like I like Jaden Daniels a lot, though. That's who I'd – dream scenario if the Steelers could draft him late in the first round or mid whenever they have to do it, I'd love them to do it. Yeah, but Huff, what do you think about this Bills Patriots game? You think it'll be kind of close, like I'm saying? Or you think they can stomp them, like Mackie said? See, I, I, I don't know. It's scaring me how many overs I like this week. I like this over a lot, forty and a half points. I think that uh, obviously we've seen the Patriots put up some points in the past couple of weeks. The Bills defense isn't necessarily world beaters. I do think the Bills win the game. I don't love a thirteen point spread. It's in, it's at home in Bills Mafia. You're gonna be, they're gonna be hearing that, uh, the touchdown song a whole lot up there. I think the Bills score a lot, but. I like the Patriots to put up maybe 14 to 17 points, and I think the Bills can handle the rest. So I like the over 40 and a half here. Yeah, I think this one could be kind of interesting. I, I could see I it's raining. I could see it being similar to the Chargers game somehow. Like, you know the Bills are going to win the whole time, but it takes them forever to get it done. Yeah, it could get a slow start. I don't know. If it's raining, we could definitely see a slow game, but you could see another huge game from James Cook like you saw against Dallas. Um but that changes Props, a lot though. for sure. Feed Zeke. Guy gets in. Guy gets the carries every week. I mean, he's getting the ball a lot, and he looks good with it. I hope they bring him back. Good stuff there out of that 1 o'clock matchup here. The next one we have is the Atlanta Falcons in the Chicago Bears. In Chicago, they're the favorite. Minus 3 for the Bears. Minus 158 on the money line. 37.5 is the total. Trends I got here, the total has gone under in nine out of Atlanta's last 11 games on the road, as well as under in four out of Atlanta's last five games overall. Chicago, 5-0 and o against the spread in their last five games at home against Atlanta. So a pretty interesting trend there between the clubs under and is Chicago, will Chicago cover this spread here against Atlanta? Who wants to get us rolling here on this one o'clock matchup? Kind of a toilet bowl game with playoff implications, which is crazy to me. Um, I don't know what side I really lean. I guess I, I did my pick them this week. I like the I like the Falcons, I guess. People are high on the Bears, though. They're playing decent football as of late. That defense kind of coming together with some of those superstars. But I think the Falcons keep themselves in the conversation. I think the Bears can get eliminated this week if I'm correct me if I'm wrong. But I think they get knocked out of contention here by the Atlanta Falcons. Um, too much trending up for them. I know it's it's in Chicago this week, right? Yeah, see, I come, I come on the other side. I like the Bears I, here to cover the number I here. Love I love Chicago. I, love I think Chicago. the Bears get the job done with the playoffs on the line. Like you said, they know this is a must-win game. Uh, Justin Fields, I think he really wants to stay there, and he's given him every reason to trying to win all Matthew's these games. Boy, so. Justin Fields. His feet, man, he's doing I mean, he tears up defenses on his feet. It's crazy. Mac, you remember yeah, when you I said like he the, shouldn't even be an NFL quarterback? Well, he's a running back, yeah. I like the Bears <laughs> in the under. I just want to get that off. I like the Bears in the under. I don't think the Falcons do too much. I think the Bears, number two rushing defense in the NFL, I think they stopped that Falcons rush-heavy offense. Uh, I think Drake London could have a good day, but I don't think you're going to expect much out of Bijan Robinson. I like the Bears uh, in the under. 
Ace, you can still make an argument that. that Justin Fields shouldn't be a starter in the NFL, by the way. But in today's I, NFL? I, in today's I, NFL? I'd Dude, I mean, Mackie, he... Mackie, you'll like this. I just got Madden 24 last night. First thing I did was start a franchise with the Steelers, and I traded Pickett and a first round pick to the Bears for Justin Fields. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. You definitely do that in real life, too. But oh, dude, I take a that lot deal of people right would, now. Mackie. A lot of people right would take Justin Fields. Okay, okay, let me, okay, yeah, maybe could in today's NFL with where. More than literally half the teams don't have a starting, starting especially with a coach right like now. Tomlin. Tomlin would make him actually pretty good. I think he's young, he's dynamic, and he hasn't even played his best football in the league yet. He is maturing a lot more too. I, I like his game a lot more than I used to. That was a two-year-old take, Ace. Remember that. Don't act like that was. Yeah, you said he was going to be out of the league by the time we got to this episode today. Well, the quarterback position has greatly decreased since then. But um, yeah, but I told you, I said it last too. I said it. I said it last year. He he proved me wrong for sure. Um. I like the Bears here. I think Bears are playing pretty good football. They play good football at home. Falcons, we know how they play on the road, two and six. Yeah, it's road the same Falcon. thing keeps happening. I mean, it's, you got to follow these trends here. Um, I think that uh, Justin Fields has a field day, no pun intended, on on his feet. I think he runs all over this defense. Ha. I think he, he's going to need to. But um, thanks for the cheap laugh there, Ace. I think the Bears win this game. I think they, they stay in the win column. Um, they're out of the. They're, I think I'm pretty sure they're mathematically eliminated. No, they're, they're not. They have, I don't think they, they have nine losses. They're not going to make the playoffs at eight and nine. You could in the NFC. I don't think so. Well, regardless, even if they win out, they need a lot to happen. I think yeah. that they just keep. They just win this football game because it's basically meaningless for them. And um, Justin Fields stays around for another year. You think I if think the, the Falcons lose this game, does that guarantee that their head coach is gone after the season? I think if they went to the Super Bowl, you still got to get rid of fucking Arthur Smith. He's still, he might be worse than McCarthy. Atlanta does have some options to get in. No, I, I say Chicago. Oh, I'm sorry. Same with them. Well, yeah, let's they, hear it for Chicago. How many teams? They, need, they definitely need like a lot of help. They have like, two options. It's got to be less than 10, I'd say. The, the first one is... To e- wait, wait, to- wait, before you read them off, the either one need more than four things to happen. Oh, both of them. <laughs> Dude, <laughs> got 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 I love these scenarios. Go ahead. Can I read it for fun? Yeah. First one, Chicago has to win out. Rams lose out, Seahawks lose out, New Orleans loses a game, and Green Bay loses this week. That so they need happen. all of that, that to happen. Not, not like or. It's not happening. Huh? Yeah, it's all that has to happen. Who the Rams no. play this week? Rams, the the Seahawks are ending the Steelers and the Bears' dreams this week. I'm sorry Ram- to tell you. Dude, the Rams play like the Panthers or something like that. Like, it's not happening. <laughs> Bryce Young, Huff. Bryce Young, Rams, don't count them out. Don't count them out. And it loses yeah. out. It's not even like, you know, loses just this week. It's Rams, just- they've got to do it twice. Yeah. Right. Rams play Giants and 49ers. They could lose that 49er game, but. And then the other option is Chicago wins out, Rams lose out, Seattle loses out, New Orleans loses a game, and Minnesota loses out. My favorite not play in this game regardless. is the under, though. One of, yeah, it's gonna t- one one of those games will not happen, and it's gonna. Well, they also have to win out, and they can easily lose any game that they play in. So, hey, one yeah, more shot I, I want to give to the Bears, uh, real quick, is just Khalil Herbert really reinserting himself as the RB one in that offense. He's, he exploded last week for 120 plus in the toddy. Come on. Yeah, he's been playing well, especially when you have the run up, the run threat at the quarterback positions as well. Uh, it always increases your running back. Look at Gus Edwards a little more. I do think this will be a boring game. I don't think many people have it on their TV. Excited to get into the next one here. Huff, what, what were you saying before? What were you uh, freaking out about? I have Magic first quarter minus a half. and They're up by one right now, and they just took an offensive fucking foul. 
with 32 seconds left. And Minus six, a half? Yeah. Tell me you're on a sports betting podcast without Tommy. I've got the magic first quarter minus 0.5. <laughs> what made you take that? Why Why do that? I just, they're good at home. Fast money. Fast money. Yeah. <laughs> I can't tell you the last All time right. I watched the first quarter of an NBA game. Maybe Christmas, Lakers, Celtics. But that does. Right, we just need beside points. the point. No the shot clock. One. Just need points. They're down one. Alrighty, rolling into this next one o'clock matchup here. The Tennessee Titans and the Houston Texans. Texans at home are the favorite here. Four and a half points for them, minus 230 on the money line, total at 42 and a half. Trends I got here. Total's gone under in four out of Tennessee's last five games when playing Houston. And Houston is five and one against the spread in its last six games when playing Tennessee. Mackie, when you get us started on this matchup here, one o'clock in Houston. Yeah, this could be a trap line. It is a sketchy line, but Houston will get the job done this week. Um, I know, uh, I know, Derek Henry runs all over this Texans team weekend or year in, year out, every week or every time he plays them, he puts up a hundred plus scrimmage yards at least. I think he does have a big game, but the Texans are going to get the job done here. They're tied for that AFC South lead right now. They're, them, the Colts, and the uh, and the Jaguars all sitting at eight and seven. They know they need to win out to have a chance. They know they need that this is a huge game. I know it's a divisional game. Uh, I think CJ Stroud gets it done. It is CJ Stroud, right? Questionable concussion. I believe it is. He That's he missed huge. last week, but he should yeah. be good to go, right? So I think if he plays, they get it done. Um, they're the better team, in my opinion. But um, five points sketchy here. This is such a, t- a game where the Titans lose by two or three points. Yeah. Um, I would it's say a, it's a better five. money line parlay piece. I think I was just gonna say that perfect, or you want to tease it down or something. I think. Uh, I don't see a scenario where they lose this football game. Especially with so many starters out on that Tennessee side of the football. I don't see where they really get things done. I honestly like Ryan Tannehill more than the other options they have at the helm. But, uh, yeah, with the injuries going down on the other side of the ball, Texans will get some offensive prowess back with Stroud in the mix. I think they put up enough points to win this game. Keep themselves in that playoff race, divisional race. Uh, Big year by CJ Stroud. Hopefully he can bounce back from that injury here this week. Yeah, I, I kind of agree. I like the Texans here. I like the I kind of like them to cover the number too at home. Uh, pick up a big divisional win, like you said, much needed. They're in that race for that division uh, lead. They could get a home playoff game uh, with C.J. Stroud coming back this week if they win. Obviously, need a Jaguars loss. Looking like Trevor Lawrence may not play, so uh, I'm I'm big on the Texans this week. This is one D'Amico Ryan's is going to have the boys ready to play. That is insane to think about the Texans coming in and winning this division. After the year that the Jags just had all everything going into the hype with the Jaguars, they're just starting this dynasty, and then you have C.J. Stroud come in and take a two and fourteen team last year to the playoffs. And I remember, I remember before the season we were doing our NFL futures episode. I think every single one of us said the Jaguars, the Niners, and the Chiefs are all locks to win their yeah, division. Yeah, because who thought who saw this coming? I thought the Jags are going to win twelve, thirteen games. Yeah, so who yeah. saw the whole division coming? But CJ Stroud, phenom, phenom. Get him back in the game, and they're winning, and they're getting to the playoffs. Maybe stealing that seven seed, maybe stealing the South. I don't know. We'll see. Keeping it moving here through the one o'clock. Raiders and Colts in Indianapolis here. The Colts are the favorite here. Three and a half points for them. Minus one eighty on the money line. Raiders money line at plus one fifty two. The total at 43 and a half. The trends I got here. The total has gone over in five out of Vegas's last six games against Indianapolis. The total has also gone over in seven out of Indianapolis' last eight games at home. 
in Vegas, five and one against the spread in their last six games on the road against Indianapolis. Ace, why don't you get us rolling here in this one o'clock matchup here uh, in Indianapolis? I'll tell you what, I'm probably the only one who thinks this, but I think the Las Vegas Raiders go in to Lucas Oil Stadium. Yep, I remember that one correctly. I think they go in there and get the win this week. They're not mathematically eliminated yet either. They could even win their division if things go completely awry for the Kansas City Chiefs. But coming off of a huge win, they've been playing good football. That defense has turned it around. I mean, I've seen two good performances now from them of late. We saw them beat the uh, Knox Daly out. We saw them with that 3 nothing game against the Vikings that they were on the wrong side of. And we saw last week's performance against Patrick Mahomes. They had two touchdowns, defensive touchdowns. That defense that was once slept on got a big resurgence with Jack Jones, two guns from the Patriots going over there, getting two touchdowns in two weeks. Um, you know, I, I think Max Crosby has him fired up. I think it's a low-scoring game here this week. Jesse's trend of the overs kind of scared me away from taking that under. But uh, I do think that the Raiders take this one and the under. Not going to have to get much passes from Aiden O'Connell. Great win on Christmas Day. Threw the ball, I think, only in the first half. So, I mean, it's not going to take too much. Maybe they get Josh Jacobs back as well. Those Amir White looked great. But I got the Raiders here as upsetting the Colts here and taking them out of that AFC South divisional contention. Huff, let me know what you think on this one. I agree completely. I love the I love the Raiders in this spot. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna take the number though. I'm gonna take the plus three and a half. Given a plus three and a half, I think I agree. I think they win the game. Uh, but the Colts they've been pesky all year. Minshew's done his thing. Uh, Colts at home. Obviously, I wouldn't be surprised if they win win a close one here. I'm gonna take the Raiders plus the three and a half. Uh, I really like this one. Honestly, uh, this is one of my favorite games of the week. Yeah, I'm kind of on the other. I, I think I'm on the other side here. I don't love either side. I think this Raiders team is pesky, and they can find win, ways to win games. We've seen it two weeks in a row, 63 points two weeks ago, and then a, a big, big win last week against the Chiefs. But I like this Colts team, and I like Gardner Minshew. I think he had a tough week last week against a good defense, but he's going to light up this defense. I think Max Crosby might get his, might get his few sacks, but um, I expect Gardner Minshew to have a pretty big game against this defense and and cover the three and a half points at home. Um, at least defend home 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 field advantage they're still in the running for the division all three of them tied at eight and seven in that in that afc south so i think the, um they know what's at stake here and they i think they can get the job done this raiders team is not a playoff team so i i just think that they they prove that this this week you said that about the raiders i'm saying that about the colts i know that they've been grinding through it all year Minshew backups yada yada i think they finished the eight and yada and find themselves on the outside looking in they definitely could finish eight and nine. I think that they're. I, I don't. I don't think that that would be a fluke if they made the playoffs. I think they've been playing pretty good football. Um, last week was a bad week, but before that, I mean, Gardner Minshew looks like a real quarterback out there. He looks comfortable. He's making good throws. Um, kind of being wild with the football and, and to to make good plays, and it's working out in his favor. So, um, I, I don't know. I wouldn't. I wouldn't count that team out. I like Minshew. I'm a member of Minshew Mania, so I definitely believe in him. I just Minchu like Raiders. I didn't. Mania. I Raiders. Didn't. Do you watch the Raiders games? They're like. My my brother in law said this, and he's like, it, it it was so true when I started like actually watching the game. Since like you start putting things together, it's like how everyone calls Tomlin a players coach, and like the players love him, all that stuff. Dude, you watch a Raiders game right now; they fucking love Antonio Pierce as their head coach. Like they look like a whole different team since he's become the head coach. I know they lost that one game, but I mean, you shit wiped the Chargers. Not, I mean, that was pretty impressive being the Raiders, in my opinion, yeah, especially I mean- in the prime time. But then you beat the, beat the Chiefs in Kansas City on, on Christmas Day. I lo- I think this team looks a little differently. I'm not saying they're going to get in. I just think they do get a win this week, but I'm going to take the number. I like the Raiders. Lots of good stuff there. I've 
I was this game caught my eye. I'm definitely on the Raiders here in this matchup after their game last week. Moving forward here, Raiders. I was I faded them, dude. What's going on, everybody? Jesse from Hit the Books here. I want to tell you a little bit about Zencaster. We use Zencaster because it's the best solution for us to record our episodes each week with four of us in different locations. Coordination is hard, and Zencaster makes that easy. Like I said, it's so easy. It's now super easy to record a podcast with Zencaster. Just log in with your browser and start recording a high-quality podcast right away. Record studio-quality sound and up to 4K video with your guests. Feel a sense of zen knowing Zencaster's multi-layered backups. Ensure you always have your recordings in the highest quality, even if the connection is unstable. Zencaster's an all-in-one platform. If you've thought about podcasting before and realized that you need a lot of different tools and services, those days are over. Zencaster's all-in-one podcasting platform. You can create a podcast all in one place and distribute to Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and other major destinations. If you're interested, go to Zencaster.com slash pricing and use our code HITTHEBOOKS, and you'll get 30% off your first month of any Zencaster paid plan. I want you to have the same experience, easy experience we do with all our podcasting and content needs. It's time to share your story. Make sure to use our link in the description below or our offer code HITTHEBOOKS at Zencaster.com slash pricing for 30% off your first month of any Zencaster paid plan. Moving forward here, the Los Angeles Rams and the New York Giants here in New York. The Rams are the favorite here on the road. Five and a half for them, minus 255 on the money line. 44 and a half is the total. No trends for me here in this matchup. Who wants to get going here? Another one o'clock matchup here on in week 17. See, this is an interesting spot. Uh, the the time difference coming over for the Rams, obviously, it's like a 10 a.m. game for the Rams local time. So uh, I, I don't know. I think that's very weird. They don't usually do that to the West Coast teams, but um, getting a one o'clock spot in, uh, where is this game at? MetLife. I was to, forgot who they were playing. almost said the Jets, but I guess the same stadium. So uh, I kind of like the Giants to cover the number here. I, I just think they benched DeVito last week, so you don't know really who they're going with. I they're think going they're going to go. Are they going with Tyra? I really yeah, God that. Taylor, the biggest I think it's, in the world. It's the same thing, in my opinion, either way. I, I would rather them go with DeVito personally, but I, I like the Giants cover the number here at home. I think the, uh, the uh, road situation for the Rams isn't going to be as friendly for them. I know they need, some, they need to win this game bad to make the playoffs. I just don't think they're going to get it done. Uh, I like the Giants in this spot. I, I like the Rams here. I think it's a tough number, though. I think it's, it's five and a half. Yeah, that's a scary That's a scary number. I think... Giants could lose um, by four. Yeah, definitely. I think the Rams and a Texans money line parlay is the way to go here. I, we, I said it earlier. I don't think the Texans find a way to lose that game, but it's a scary number sitting at five. Um, so I like them both money line in a parlay. I think that you, you could probably get pretty decent odds on that, at least like plus maybe 120, something like that. But... um. Yeah, I think the Rams, they, they play the Niners next week, and this is a huge spot for them. I think they know what they need to do this week. The Giants are not in contention for, for playoffs. Um, Rams get it done this week in a must-win scenario. I think Matt Stafford just does enough against this Giants defense. Um, they're not going to be able to know, know how to shut him down with Cooper Cup, Nakua. Kyron Williams is going to run all over this defense, I think, at least for one touchdown, probably two. Um, give me the Rams in, at least money line in this one. The Rams win this game. The Rams are a good team. The Rams get to the playoffs. And I think this week is a huge part of it. I think Tyrod Taylor can keep games close. Kind of makes me a little bit more weary than Tommy DeVito. Wasn't too high on him. I think the Giants team played up to the Eagle competition. But this is a whole different beast. I think the Rams are firing on all cylinders. Puka and Cooper Cup look great. I mean, the two of them together and healthy is insane. Kyron Williams 
one of the top running backs in the league. His legs are churning, and they're on fire. Keep it going. McVay finds a way to get enough points up on the board. I don't think the Giants put up more than two touchdowns this week. So Rams are going to put up near, nearly 30. So I think they can cover the spread as well. Uh, yeah, give me the Rams here on the road at the shitty MetLife Stadium. Hopefully none of those guys go down with a tough, uh, tough injury on that turf. Lots of good stuff there. I know it's early here in the week, but Fando's reporting 99% of the money on the Rams uh, spread here already. <laughs> I believe it, though. I, I mean, why wouldn't there be? Nah, it, right. it's just it's too early. They just It is early, but, you know, it's crazy to see, like, that far of a swing. You know, you see 80s and 70s, but 99. Like, I don't even think it, I don't even know if they'd let it get to 100. You know what I mean? And it's the same thing for this next game here, the San Francisco 49ers. Heading to Washington to visit the Commanders here. 12.5 points for the 49ers. Minus 7.20 on the money line. Total 49.5. 99% of the money on San Francisco 49ers spread here. Trends I got. 49ers 6 and 1 straight up in their last 7. Total's gone over in San Francisco's last 4 out of San Francisco's last 5 games. Over in 5 out of the last 6 Commanders games. What are you guys thinking here? 49.5 the total. 12.5 the spread. Ace get us started here. Uh, this one o'clock matchup. Yeah, I just want to ask the boys here. Do you think uh, any of these problems are going to arise that were in that Ravens game last week? Or do you think it was just that Ravens defense, like marquee game that kind of got to Brock Purdy? Or do you think there's going to be something struggling down the stretch? Because they looked unbeatable coming out of their bye up until then. Yeah, I don't, it wasn't. I mean, it wasn't just him. I mean, he didn't have the best game ever Four interceptions, a few tip balls. Um, could have went either way, but um, he definitely struggled a little. He didn't look as confident with the football. This is a good chance for him to just get back to, to, to the basics. He's lucky he has a game like this to bounce back on because a young quarterback like him, like him, you see him lose a rhythm, and it might be tough for him to get back into it. Luckily, he gets to go against probably the worst defense in the league right this week, and he gets to light it up again and uh, get back on track, and this Niners team should be good to go. But I, I, if they were playing like another – if they were playing the Browns this week or something, I think they would have a re- really – um, he would have a really tough game. They'd have some really real worries there because you don't really want to bring in Sam Darnold. Um, but I, I, I think he gets back on track here. I think the Niners roll too high of a, of a spread for me to, to play it, but um, Niners should cover I this. I see a CMC 2-plus here. I think he rolls yeah, against that weak defense. Rolling. But if yeah, the- uh, plus. yeah, this is just too big of a spread for me to bet, especially the, the cross-country. Niners love to... To take these kind of like weaker games, they love to start slow in these games that we saw it against the Cardinals a couple weeks ago. I think they came back and covered that spread as well. But uh, yeah, definitely a game. The Niners. This is just get right shit on your opponent. They should win this game forty to forty to whatever. You know what I mean? They just got to put up points in this game. But what do you what what do you do if Brock Purdy goes out there and struggles to to put up points against this Washington defense? I think it's too late in the season to flip the switch, right? And he was talking about MVP two weeks ago. What are you going to yeah. turn to Sam Darnold last second? But that would just prove <laughs> that, that would just prove right there, like check down system quarterback. Like he's not doing all this. It's that team. It's Kyle Shanahan. But um, I, I don't. I think this week proved. Why Christian McCaffrey can't win MVP? Look at the game he just had, and they still got got beat by two touchdowns. If running backs just not valuable enough, in my opinion. But Tyreek Hill, you look at a game like he just had. I think he won that football game. <laughs> I'm not the kidding. I think he did. 
I think it's the Lamar Jackson Award this year, but we'll see. A lot of the season still left. Him and Tua have strong, strange numbers. Sorry to get off on a tangent here, but this MVP race is going to come down the stretch, I'm telling you. Next game up here, the Carolina Panthers heading to Jacksonville to visit the Jaguars. The Jaguars, the favorite here at home, six and a half points for them, minus 290 on the money line total at an even 38. Carolina is four and one straight up in its last five games. When playing Jacksonville, total's gone under in seven out of Carolina's last nine games, as well as under in 15 out of Jacksonville's last 23 games at home. What are we thinking here out of this matchup? Puff, get us moving here. What are you thinking? Trevor Lawrence, is he questionable still? Yeah, he's questionable in this game. Uh, I'm going to I'm gonna go ahead and jump out here and take the Panthers. I like the Panthers plus the points. Bryce Young truly, Mackie, I'm not even doing this just to be an asshole. I truly think he is starting to get better over these past couple weeks. You saw what he did in that Packers game. 300 yards, two touchdowns, a big game for him. I know they couldn't get down the field and they ran out of time and couldn't kick that field goal to force the overtime, but I think they do get this a good spot for them to come in uh, on an away game in Jacksonville, not too far of a road trip. You get the six and a half points. I like the Panthers to cover the number. Jacksonville looks like a different team the past couple of weeks, and I just can't lay six and a half points with them at home. I'm going to take the Panthers plus the six and a half. Wrong. Like Donald Trump going into the microphone there. Jaguars minus six and a half. Hammer, worst team in the league. I know Huff's, he's right with his takes, but here's the thing. The Jacksonville Jaguars, they're going to win the AFC South. We pegged it all year long. Too well coached of a team. Too much talent on that team. That defense is too strong to lose this one this week. They know what's on the line. I think they're going to they got to get as healthy as they can. Everybody's going to get through it here. If they have to, they'll lean on ETN. If if not, they're going to get Engram going again. They're going to get Ridley going. Those guys, Ridley with a two-touchdown performance last week. Um, maybe that garbage time turn up from the Jaguars really at the end is massive going into this week. Maybe they can keep that offense clicking. Um, I think they, they cover the spread with ease. This will probably be on my card. I'd like that six and a half as long as it's under seven. I think they cover it. Um, I just don't think the Panthers are able to put up enough points. Maybe I respect the Jaguars defense too much, but I think the Jags get this one done and reclaim uh, their stranglehold on the division. Yeah, I mean, if you can't get back on track here, then you got, they're in serious trouble and they have some deeper issues. But I think they cover the six and a half here. Um, Bryce Young, no matter what he does, I mean, he could have a terrible game. He could have a great game, and I still don't think he covers six and a half. He had a pretty good game last week, but like I said, that that Packers defense been getting lit up. Tommy DeVito was the offensive player of the week against that defense two weeks ago. So if that says anything, um, but I, I think uh, Trevor Lawrence, if he plays, gets back on track here. It, I mean, if he doesn't play, you're going to see a different line here. So I, I'm, I'm, I'm anticipating he's playing, but I think they kind of. If you're not going to get back on track here, hang him up. So give me the six and a half. Jags. Hang him up, Trevor Lawrence. No, you don't deserve to get into the playoffs if you can't win this one. You think it's a defensive it. game? 37 and no. a half. I honestly think that it's defensive from the Jaguars. I don't think the Panthers put up many points. Like if we're going score predictions on this game, I'm going to say it's 31 to, to 10. Jags Jaguars. defense has been getting lit up though. I mean, 30 last week by, to Baker. Much to, That's a much way more playmakers on that Buccaneers offense than uh, Carolina has though. And no true rushing threat coming out of Carolina as well. I, I don't know. I think, I think they easily cover this one. I think it's more like a 20, 24, 20, 19. Panthers kick all their field goals. I'll take 24, 19. They cover the spread, but lose by five. 
Yeah, they can <laughs> see that too. But I, th- I, I think they really get twenty four ten. They find offense hard to come by. Thirty one ten for me. Mackey touchdown off twenty four ten. But I think. Oh, we're you in, like that over then? Yeah, yeah, slight, huh? Slightly. That's that. Oh, that's that touchdown right there. Yeah, that one touchdown turns into a field goal, and you miss though, right? I'm gonna go with the. I'm gonna go with the under, and I'm gonna go twenty one ten. I like the. I like the minus six and a half. Lots of good stuff out of that game. Didn't really expect too, too much coming out of that one, but lots of good stuff here. Moving forward, another 1 o'clock matchup here. Arizona Cardinals heading across the country here to visit the Philadelphia Eagles. The Eagles are the favorite here. 10.5 points for them, minus 590 on the money line. 48 is the total. The trends I got here. The total has gone under in five out of Arizona's last six games on the road. Arizona, 4-1 and one against the spread in its last five games when playing Philadelphia here. 10.5 points is the spread. Ace, why don't you get us going here? What do you think? Murder! The Philadelphia Eagles are going to slap the Arizona Cardinals here. I think Jalen Hurts is going to keep running up that tush-push total before it's too late. In the next season, he's not going to be able to. I think that they're going to win this division. It really starts here. I mean, tough win last week. It was, it was kind of grimy, but... Divisional game on Christmas. I mean, what else do you expect? They're playing the Cardinals now. Um, they're going to get going here. They're going to go on a hot streak into the playoffs, I think. This Eagles team is a force to be reckoned with. I think they're going to get to the NFC Championship to face the San Francisco 49ers. But, yeah, give me the, the Eagles here, and i like them to cover that large spread easily. Yeah, Eagles are going to win this game. They're just going to take care of business. It's a pretty shitty game. Too high of a spread. Wouldn't be surprised if they covered it. But they haven't been playing too good of football, so it's too high of a spread for me right now. Um, Huff, what do you think? Yeah, I, I don't really have much to say on this one. I hate a 10.5-point spread. I tried to do it with the Chiefs and about the, the half point. Uh, they lost outright. And that doesn't mean I'm not going to do it here with the Eagles. I think they do absolutely stomp them at home, 1 o'clock. Uh, the cross-country flight for the, for the Cardinals. I like the Eagles to get the job done at home. Yeah, Huff, and you can feel much more confident in that large spread because, A, it's not a divisional matchup. B, it's not on Christmas. And see, it's a way more inferior opponent with that record. I'm I'm right there with you. I'm buying the half a point. I already locked this one in as well. I got it to minus ten, and uh, I'm riding with that. I feel like ten and a half is low. Why is basically? A yeah, I thought it'd be thirteen and a half. You you would think it would be like thirteen to fifteen. Maybe just because of the way they've been playing as of late, and the Cardinals can put up points. Yeah, I don't know that because uh, I'm thinking like did the Bills were just a twelve and a half point favorite in. LA in, in LA, yeah. Uh, I don't know. I think it's a little sketchy. Yeah, so I got. Agree with you on that one, there, Mackey. Let's move forward here to our final one o'clock matchup: the New Orleans Saints heading to Tampa Bay to visit the Bucks. The Bucks, the favorite, minus two and a half points. The money line, minus one forty-two, and the total at forty-two and a half. Trends I got here: the Saints. 5-0 against the spread in their last five games when playing on the road against Tampa Bay. The total has gone under in six out of New Orleans' last seven games against Tampa Bay. What are we thinking here? Our last 1 o'clock matchup here in Week 17. Mackie, why don't you get us rolling on this one? Baker is going to win the division this week. The Falcons are going to lose as well. Um, this is going to solidify the division. They're going to be 9-7, and seven, and they're going to host a playoff game, probably my Dallas Cowboys. Um, this is a good game. I like this one. I think uh, it's going to be close down to the wire, but I think Baker, at the end of the day, him and Mike Evans just take over football games, and the Saints team is not finding ways to win football games. 
Um, it's just a story of the season. This, this Bucks team, I, I had them winning four games this year. Completely, uh, com- I, I, they, they definitely um, over exceeded my expectations. Um, but Baker's playing incredible football, and, and that combination right now is just too much for a lot of teams, especially a weak team like the Saints. Uh, give me the Bucks minus two and a half at home. I'm on the other side here. I like the Saints to to even the records up at eight and eight and force things to go into Week 18. Uh, I I do agree that the Falcons lose this week, so the Bucks obviously need that to happen. But I think the Saints are going to even things up. Everyone's going to be eight and eight at least these two teams, and then uh, we'll have to see what happens in Week 18. But uh, I, I I I've never taken a plus two and a half. Plus one twenty on the money line is kind of tempting here. I, I've been so wrong about these Saints so many times. I'm not going to have a play on this one probably, and you guys are both, I assume, on the Bucks. So, uh, Ace, I'll let you step in here. I, I just definitely lean New Orleans. It's so fucking NFC South to go into Week 18 with all these teams tied, and they all have to figure it out in Week 18. Huff, I cannot believe that you were putting New Orleans Saints on your picks. I can't. You're not going to card them, are you? No. No, I was going to say no way with the amount of times they burnt. Them. I'm done. I said. I said a couple weeks ago. I'm fucking done touching that team. I, I can't do it anymore. Yeah, I do think that it gets kind of mucky when they all have evened up records. But I think the Bucks are playing really good football right now. They just put a good Jaguars team. I know that they've been bad, but in my opinion, a good Jaguars team. Um, Mike Evans, he's pl- having a great season. Chris Goblin, the last two to three weeks, has really come into his own. And Rashad White is a top-end running back in this league. Um, with that defense, too, I think it's going to be a tough day for Kamara, in which case it'll be tough for Derek Carr. Um, yeah, I like the Bucks here. I like them to, to win on the money line. I think maybe, if anything, by the half point to two because it could be a weird score with a missed extra point or something like that. Divisional matchups always get something, some crazy shit going. But I think the Bucks keep the good times rolling, and, and they already beat that, that season win total that we were talking about earlier in the year. I was the only one on it, and I think they can win this NFC South as well. Huge matchup this week. I think it's a close, close game, but Baker Mayfield does just enough to get things done because he's a clutch quarterback, unlike Derek Carr. Lots of good stuff there out of the one o'clock slate. Let's move forward to the four o'clock games here. Steelers and Seahawks next in Seattle. Seahawks, the favorite here, three and a half points. Their money line minus 168. Steelers money line at plus 140 and the total at 41 and a half. Trends I got here. The total has gone under in six out of Pittsburgh's last seven games on the road. Steelers seven and three against the spread in their last 10 on the road. Seahawks five and oh, straight up in against the spread in their last five games when playing at home against Pittsburgh. Huff, what are you thinking here? How the Steelers are going to fare heading into Seattle in Week 17, first four o'clock matchup? What do you got? Yeah, I mean the Steelers always do it. They're gonna they're gonna go into Week 18 with playoff playoff implications on the line. They got to win this one. Road dogs. It's lining up to all the Steelers. You know everything that we know about the Steelers with Tomlin as the head coach. Uh, I think they're good, and they're going with Rudolph again, which I really like. They said Kenny might be healthy for this game. I think even if Kenny's healthy, you got to go with Rudolph with how many how well that offense just looked last week against a pretty decent Cincinnati team uh, that came in with also playoff implications on the line. This is basically another playoff game. Both of these teams need this win. I like the Steelers. I'll take the points as I normally do with my Steelers. Uh, the plus one forty on the money line definitely could see that happen. Uh, it's just tough going across uh, over to Seattle. Tough road environment. Um, but I, I just don't know. I don't think the Seattle uh, offensive line is going to be able to contain TJ. I think TJ has a big game. Um, I, I like the Steelers here. I think it's a low-scoring bout, and I like the Steelers to cover the number in a, in a low-scoring game. Yeah, I don't have a play on this because every time I pick a play in a Steelers game, it loses no matter who, which side I'm on. So I'm just not even going to say a damn word. 
for the second time all year, I am going against the Pittsburgh Steelers, and I am picking them to lose. So hard to do because that team's the peskiest team out of anybody in the league, especially with Mike Tomlin at the helm. But going to the 12th man, Mason Rudolph, it's not Christmas anymore. You're not lighting it up. There's no red nose. You're going to the 12th man. Seattle's going to be rocking. I, I literally think he's better than any other quarterback that we've started all year. Yeah, he's there's potential. No, I I like Pickett's potential still. He had a down down year and he doesn't show you too much, but I'd still roll with him over Rudolph. There's a reason Rudolph was three on the depth chart. He's got to go to a tough place to play football and win a meaningful game. It's gonna be dark there. It's gonna be getting into the after, late evening, um, second half of this game. That's gonna be rocking. And the Seahawks are starting to win games. They're gonna get back to the playoffs this year. Um, I didn't think they were. They kind of flipped the script on me. Kenneth Walker looking great running the football. For them, and then they have that three-headed monster on the outside. I don't know if JSN is still banged up from running into the wall last week on that drop touchdown catch, but I, I like them here this week. I think that playing at home is massive in this game. Whoever was at home, I would take in this one, and it happens to be in Seattle, so sorry to say it, Yinzers, but I think the Steelers' ride comes up just short here this week. Alrighty, let's keep it going here in the four o'clock matchups. The Bengals and the Chiefs here next in Kansas City. Chiefs the favorite here by seven points, even three minus three thirty on the money line. The total forty four and a half. Trends I got here: Chiefs fifteen and three straight up in their last eighteen Sunday home games. Under is eight and one in the past nine meetings between these clubs, and the Bengals are three and eight against the spread in their last eleven conference games. Who wants to get us rolling here? Four o'clock matchup, Bengals-Chiefs, a game that people thought was going to be all that and another thing. But what are you thinking, Mackie? Yeah, I can get us started here. Um, I don't think the, the Chiefs are in any position to be favorites over or seven-point favorites over uh, a team that's over 500 right now. They're not. They're just not playing the same football that they have. Patrick Mahomes looks um, frustrated out there. Receivers aren't running the routes he wants. They're not catching footballs. The offense isn't going. The defense has a tough time going. They just lost a tough game to the Raiders, where the quarterback didn't have a passing yard in the final three quarters of the game. Um, Mahomes was very frustrated, couldn't do anything. I think we could see a little more of that this game. I know the Bengals' defense isn't all that, but I, mean, I don't think the Raiders' defense really is either, even though they've been playing like it. Um, I like the seven points here from the Bengals. I know Jake Browning had a tough game last week. The Steelers defense kind of lit him up, but he's played three really good games before that. I think four actually with, um, with four wins. I think he's four and one as a starter. So I'm going to, I'm going to go back to him, uh, to bounce back in this game and keep the Bengals, um, playoff hopes alive. This is a tough game for them. They're eight and seven. I'm not saying they're going to win this game, but I think they're going to keep it close and at least, uh, cover that seven points. Ace, what do you think? Muted there. I think that the the Chiefs do what they've done to the the Bengals. I know they're Joe Barless, but throughout the whole Barrow tenure and they little brother, I'm here. Um, I think they are able to cover the seven points, able to clinch that that playoff berth and clinch the AFC West. I don't know if they can do it together in this week, but I think they end up winning the West here. I personally think Patrick Mahomes is the best quarterback in the league, regardless of I know his play of late isn't the best quarterback in the league, but. Too good of a player, too good of a team, too well-coached of a team to keep falling down these rankings. And when everybody's talking trash on their name, I think for once they're going to step back up and right the ship. I don't think that Jake Browning is going to show us too much. I don't think the Bengals are a playoff team, and I do not think they cover the seven points this week. Is Jamar Chase in? Is he out? I don't know. That's important for him because Browning looked off without him. Um, Mixon gets the rock a lot, so you can always look for that Mixon ATD. But, uh, yeah, I like the Chiefs to get the job done here. I think Kelsey finds the end zone after a lot of hate on him with the Taylor Swift controversy. 
I think that a lot of hate on Mahomes, two good of players, Hall of Fame, uh, future Hall of Famers, uh, they're going to get the job done here and, and right the ship heading into the playoffs. I predict two wins in a row for the Chiefs before they go into the AFC grind. Yeah, I don't love the I don't love the seven points here. Every time I take a Chiefs spread, they lose outright, uh, especially when I take them as a favorite. Uh, they're not underdogs very often, but um, I, I think that they definitely win this game. They need to win it. Uh, I, I'll definitely use them in a money line parlay probably uh, this weekend, but I do not love the seven points. Uh, that's what I have to say on this game. Chiefs win. Uh, throw it in a money line parlay. I know it's minus three thirty on Fanduel, but put it in anything. I think it's a free leg. Yeah, Hop, I like that take a lot, too. I mean, the Chiefs and spreads are just a weird thing. Always have been, even when they were playing their best football. If you get them at that minus 330, throw them with that leg, what were we saying earlier? The Houston Texans, you get a Texans-Chiefs parlay looking just around plus 100, I'd guess. So maybe that's not a bad thing to look at. But yeah, Chiefs, no way they lose this game this week. Knock on wood, but they get the job done here. Good stuff out of that 4 o'clock matchup. Let's move into our final 4 o'clock matchup here in Week 17. Chargers and Broncos in mile high. The Broncos are the favorite here. Three and a half points for them, minus 188 on the money line, plus 158 on the money line for the Chargers. Total is 37 and a half. Trends I got here is the total has gone under in five out of the Chargers' last six games on the road. Denver, nine and one straight up in their last 10 games when playing at home against the Chargers. What are you guys thinking here at this game? Denver at home, Chargers on the road. What are we thinking here? Give me the over. Give me the backup quarterbacks to sling the football against pretty weak defenses. 37 and a half, not enough. I need more. Um, I think Jared Stidham, I'm excited to see him. I think Easton Six has been kind of slinging the football as well, even though they've been getting lit up. Um, but uh, I like the over. I think there could be points here in a, in a throwaway game. Neither of these teams are trying anymore. What do you guys think? Yeah, I mean, uh, that's about the only thing I'd take on this game because I don't trust either of these teams with this spread. I don't trust anybody with these spreads, especially these quarterbacks. <laughs> yeah, I lean Stidham over Stick. I lean Stidham over Stick. He looked good in the last time we saw him, and Stick has looked awful in my opinion. Um, yeah, and I'm, I'm not touching this game. A little little, little trash bowl, toilet bowl matchup here. Even though the, the Broncos aren't mathematically eliminated, but... Two disappointing ends to the season for both these squads that were kind of peaking in the middle of the year. We thought either one of them could have pushed for the playoffs. I was more on the Chargers. Y'all were on the Russell Wilson Broncos. But now all this controversy. I mean, no one's going to be watching this one. This is going to be the last yeah, game fuck on the Broncos. Here. I hate them now. 425 slate. I mean, yeah, I, I think they're both done for the year. Tough matchup there for sure to finish out the 4 o'clock slate. Let's move on to our Sunday night football matchup for this week the Packers and the Vikings in Minnesota Vikings are the favorite here just two points for them minus 126 on the money line Packers plus 108 total at 46 and a half trends I have here Vikings are 19 and 3 straight up in their last 22 games as the favorite Packers 17 and 2 straight up in their last 19 games played in December but they've lost the last two straight over is 8 and 3 in Green Bay's last 11 games on the road Huff, why don't you get us started here? Sunday night football for week 17, a game that will definitely be featured on our live stream uh, Sunday morning at 10 a.m. Eastern on YouTube and Rumble. So make sure to tune in for that. Huff, what do you got for this matchup here in Minnesota? Yeah, I'm going to go ahead and take the Packers here in this spot. I think that they keep their playoff push alive, divisional matchup, divisional underdog. Um, I, I like them to win this game and uh, keep their playoff hopes alive. I also like there to be a lot of points scored in this matchup as well. Over 46 and a half, and the Packers might tease those together. 
get the Packers plus six and over 40 and a half. I'd love that even more. Uh, that's how I'm feeling on this game. I think Minnesota's season's over. Give me the Packers uh, to keep on fighting. Certain teams just find ways to win in late late in the season, and the Packers are one of them with playoff implications on the line. I think the Packers get the job done. I mean, Huff, I'm with Vikings. Yeah, go for it, Mackie. Yeah, I'm with you. There's no money in football here. We got to go with the Sunday night football game on the underdogs. Give me the or give me the Packers on the on the money line. Uh, Jordan loved to have a big game. I think this Vikings team they went they went through that little stretch in the middle of the season where they won like five out of six, six out of seven. That was a fluke. This team is not a playoff team. They're not they're not a very good team. You got Nick Mullins throwing the football. Um, Jetta's keeping their hopes alive. Yeah, I guess Jetta's I don't even good. know, but. Um, I'm going to go with the Packers here, even without Jair Alexander and everything going on with that. But um, I just think they're the better team. Jordan Love's going to play some better football um, and just kind of keep rolling, keep their season alive. Yeah, funny scenario with Jair Alexander there and the coin toss and whatnot. It's crazy. You see what he said? No. He was like, he was like, coach should have made me captain. He knows I'm from Charlotte or something like that. <laughs> it was so. It was like uh, I'd co- I'd fucking suspend his ass too. I'd be like, I don't give a shit if we have to win this. That's game like or a not. that's like a peewee football type thing, right? He there. went out. He went out for the coin toss because he's from Charlotte. And he thought he felt he should have been captain, and he like made a scene, I guess. But, but then there was something that he crazy. was a captain. I heard that there was something that he was a captain, and he was supposed to be out there, and they wanted to defer, and he elected to kick it so he could go right out on the field or something like that. Oh, I don't know. I just saw, I read it on the scores or not on the score on all sports yeah. on Instagram. They were talking it, about it on ESPN today. And I heard something like that. I, I don't know how true all that is, but either way, I mean, like what an idiot wouldn't. Yeah. What an dude, he's that kind of dude. I can totally see him doing that. And he's been getting toasted so far this year. Lucky for him. He's not playing this one else. Jettis would have exposed him like all the other receivers before him this season. <laughs> I was high on him coming in the last couple of years too, but, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I like the Vikings here. I think they're able to put up more points. I know Mullins is at the helm. Um, West Virginia, I baby. I was going to say, WVU is smoking this. 27-10. Oh, let's go. Sorry, sorry, Ace. Yeah, Duke's Mayo Bowl. That's all right. Mayonnaise is an instrument. But no, I got I got the Vikings <laughs> here this week to cover the spread. Two points. Um, with Jettis on the field, that makes the, the world a difference to me. I think Hawkinson's done for the year, which is kind of a huge blow. But I think with Jettis out there, he's able to get the job done and get enough points, n- enough yards himself, put the team on his back, so to say. Um, divisional matchup, rivalry matchup. Both these teams are fighting to stay in the bubble race. I personally said that the Rams and Seahawks get in, so I don't think, regardless of who wins this game, I don't think they get in. But give me the Vikings here for argument's sake. We're not going with a clean sweep on the Packers here. Not too sold on Jordan Love, even though he's impressed this year. Um, yeah, skull. Skull. Alrighty, I think that's going to just about wrap up everything we got in the NFL here this week. Finishing off there with Sunday Night Football, no Monday matchups this week. All right, uh, moving forward here, let's move forward to the NHL here. The Winter Classic is on Monday, January 1st, 3 p.m. Seattle, Washington at T-Mobile Park, the home of the Seattle Mariners. Vegas will visit Seattle outdoors for this year's Winter Classic. Going to be an interesting one here. Two of the newest teams in the league battling it out for the Winter Classic. You guys got any, uh, what are you guys thinking on this matchup? Yeah, obviously the Winter Classic is pretty cool every year. They couldn't have picked two less historic teams to put in it. Obviously trying to get the uh, two Western teams, which they haven't done uh, in a while, at least I recall. Obviously last year, Ace, it was my Penguins and your Bruins up at Fenway, which obviously was a good matchup. Uh, Classic venue. This is just kind of a weird one uh, up in Seattle. 
three o'clock in the afternoon. It's going to be noon in Seattle. So another weird one. It's going to be like really bright. I kind of like when they do it later in the day, but um, I, I don't know. This is going to be an interesting one. The uniforms are pretty sick for Seattle, um, but obviously Vegas is a powerhouse. I'll probably go ahead and bet Vegas. Yeah, same here, Huff. I love them in the primetime spots. Yeah. I think this should be like a 5 o'clock, like an 8 o'clock Eastern time game. That's what I said. Why isn't this 5 o'clock, 8 o'clock? That would be pretty sick. But I like what they're doing. I mean, how many times we've seen the Rangers, the Bruins, the Penguins in these in these uh, outdoor it's games? Okay, the teams that sell. I understand, but like they've done it so many times. I mean, how many how many uh, Winter Classic jerseys does, do the Penguins have? Like seven. Bruins have three. three. God. Bruins have three or four three. stadiums, like outdoor <laughs> yeah, jerseys. It's ridiculous. I mean, it's cool. Yeah, we have a stadium. Yeah, but you, see, you, get the new, you get the new demographic in there. I mean, it's kind of cool. I like it. Is I, it I, announced I, for yeah. next year? Because I remember last year, whenever we were watching the Winter Classic for the Penguins and Bruins, this is when this, there was yeah, like rumors of this. Is, it, is that what it is? Day of? Yeah, I'm pretty sure. All right, that's pretty sick. So who do we think it's going to be? Like, uh, if they're going with teams that haven't been in it, they're definitely, all right. This year know. they're doing this. Next year it's going to be classic teams. So give me. I like, think they're going to do classic next year. I think that they're Toronto. Gonna, oh, you think fucking, they get Badizzy in the in the world in the Winter Classic? Chicago. Toronto, that'd be Chicago, Chicago, Toronto, Detroit, Chicago, Chicago, Detroit. Yeah, that'd be a good yeah, one. Original I think six. Austin, Austin Matthews versus Connor Bedard. Yeah, if the, it depends on minus three. So, <laughs> yeah, maybe not by then, Huff. Hopefully they can spend. But yeah, I'm looking forward to this one. Um, and to answer your question, why it's in that three o'clock slate? I mean, this dominates uh, the TV coverage on New Year's Day. Not much else on at that time. So you got the you got yeah, the football the games problem. on later. You got the football games yeah, on the, later. They didn't want to compete with the football games. I think. Yeah, they'll they'll dominate the TV for that hour. I think this will be fun to watch. Great jerseys, Vegas Golden Knights. We're gonna lock that in. We might even put that out there on the team card. So definitely tune in for that one. Good stuff there. With that, let's jump into our power rankings here in the NHL. Starting out with number five, the Dallas Stars. Number four, the Boston Bruins. Number three, the Vegas Golden Knights. Number two, the Vancouver Canucks. Number one, the New York Rangers. What are you guys thinking here coming into this week's power rankings? Solid list straight about uh, straight up. Bruins there at number four, Ace. Rangers at number one. What are you guys thinking? Look at, look at those Rangers on top. Look at them eat. They better cover this puck line tonight. That's all I'm telling you, Washington Capitals. <laughs> but no, the Bruins are uh, pretty banged up and losing some three overtime games out of the last four total games. That's kind of weird, but they'll, they'll get healthy and get back to their ways. Happy the Dallas Stars cracked that list. That was my Western Conference pick coming into the year. A lot of people questioned me on that when they asked me who I like out of the West. Um, Avs missing just out. They're like right there with the Bruins and the Stars. Um, those two teams, I think, are the best in the West besides the uh, Vegas. It's Golden a coin Knights. flip for who you could put at five between Dallas and Colorado, between my, in my opinion. Yeah, happy to see Dallas get in there because they're deserving of it and not much chatter about them in the NHL world, but a great roster, team that you don't want to see in the playoffs. They can go seven with you, four lines deep. Um, yeah, you know, you got you got Winnipeg Jets on the outside looking in. Helly really carrying them. I know Kyle Connor's on the shelf for a bit, so that's kind of a big blow. LA Kings, Kings playing too. good hockey, Kings too. Um, Detroit Red Wings pretty banged up. That's why they've been slipping so far. I thought they were going to be a little bit better this year, but no goaltending now at the moment with two on the shelf. But yeah, I like, I like our list so far this year. Anybody else you guys looking at on the outside that isn't in our top five? Yeah, I think the Kings are sitting right there. They they just haven't played a lot of games, so they're sitting lower in the standings. But they they win they win a lot of games too. Um, I mean, uh, the Leafs maybe. I was gonna say, I just think the, the Leafs, Leafs are, are so good. They just don't have the record to put up there. Yeah, yeah I mean, they're the Leafs though. are definitely one of the scariest teams. You, you they don't you, have goaltending though. 
They Winnipeg, don't have a lot. They, they, keep they, winning. Just, they just have the firepower up front, but I feel like, I don't know. They just brought in Martin Jones. He's he's going to steal the job from Sansonov and Wool. Wool's on the shelf, but yeah, a lot of weak spots in that in that roster. Yeah, it'll be interesting as it heats up. I like our list right now, though. Mackie, look at your boys rolling. Hopefully, they can get it back to the ship. Got to keep it going. Yeah, I don't know if I want that President's Trophy though. We saw it. We saw him Let Vancouver get it. Let Vancouver get it. They got the best record in the league right now. Yeah, and they're they're new and up and coming. It'd be a perfect scenario for them to just go in and shit the bed in the playoffs yep. and then get ready for next year. Yep. Lots be the, of good be stuff the one seed, but don't be the one seed that gets the the President's Cup. Right. Right. Exactly. Oh yeah. Lots of good stuff there out of the NHL. Hopefully, some more on the Winter Classic come next week. Uh, once we see that game jumping over to the NBA, the Detroit Pistons have lost 27 straight games dating back to dis- October of this season. They're on pace for the worst record in modern NBA history. How long do we see this streak lasting? It's I mean, 27 games is something else. This what team, are we, what are we thinking? This team started two and oh, remember that they're two and 27, 27 game losing streak. Insane. Well, here's the crazy part. So they're at 27 right now. Their next two are in Boston and then at home against the Raptors. Raptors aren't very good. They could lose that one. Say they lose to the Raptors. We look past that. In Houston on New Year's Day, another iffy one. You're not winning. Utah. A, they're not winning in a primetime spot. Yeah, okay. Then in Utah, in Golden State, in Denver, home against the Kings, home against the Spurs. I think we could be waiting until that Spurs game, January 10th. For them. Well, somebody's going to have to win I that game because even... the Spurs hate winning too. Yeah, I, I don't know. This is insane, dude. I mean, how bad is this team? Cade's playing good basketball too. They just cannot find a way to win a game. They had to start two and one because they're two and uh, two and twenty eight. So they had to go one and zero, okay. then okay. one and one. They were two and twenty seven. You're right. They're two and twenty eight. So yeah, they had to have a bad... win loss win, and then they started this. Detroit loves those bad records. I saw they were on pace to go five and seventy seven throughout the eighty two this year, which is nuts. I mean, they had that zero yeah, sixteen Lions losing season. They had a two thirty five win percentage from the Wings a couple years ago, and the Tigers. I was just gonna say because like watching this team, I watched them last night because I took I had the Nets money line in a parlay just because I've been kind of fading them riding the street yeah. just with money line like they're not valuable, but I just take them in a two leg parlay with another Pardon. team, and I'm more worried about the other leg than the one playing the Pistons, but. I was watching this game for a good bit last night because my second leg was the Clippers later on, and the Pistons aren't as bad as the streak seems. Like they've been the last couple of games. Like last night, I think the spread was six and a half. They covered the spread. I obviously just had the Nets money line, so I didn't really give a shit. But like, like Mackie said, Cade Cunningham's playing good basketball. Like, oh, I, I don't know which Thompson brother they have, but he's been good when he's in the lineup. He's been out the past couple of games. I, I don't know. I just think this is a really young team. They need to spend some money and get a veteran up there to come uh, come kind of show all these young guys what they can do because they have a lot of skill in that locker room. They're just all like 22 years old and under. Well, yeah, that's the thing with these with these NBA teams, these young NBA teams, that they just need a lot of time to develop, and they'll get there. But yeah, They're going to be like the Thunder in like four years. I don't know if they're going to be that good. This Thunder team had – they still have – do you know the draft I'm picks saying they like got? Potential. I'm saying like more like – you no, know, I know. No, exactly. I know the draft picks they have. Exactly. That's why it's more like, I'm just saying like bigger picture. You draft the whole young team. You kind of suck, but like, you don't really get that they're big looking, veteran in there. Like they're the Thunder looking, really are all a young core. You know what I mean? They just built that young core. They were like, listen, we're not really going to care about this year. Next year. Let's just build for the future around, you know, Cade Cunningham. 
whatever like whatever that Thompson brother is. I still don't know his name. I think it's, it's like Ostwar or it's a, it's a sir. It's a sir. A-U-S-A-R. What's the other one? Amen or Amen? Yeah, Amen. He's a rocket, right? Yeah, that's what I thought. Okay, I'll never know. I'll never remember that again. You'll be telling me that for a while, but. I still think I still think that Pistons team isn't that bad, but I think this streak could get up. It could get up into mid January, which is crazy, dude. They haven't won a game since before Halloween. It's terrible. Yeah, I just I don't understand like how a basketball team just loses this many games in a row. But um, yeah, they're going to be competing with like the, that 76ers team, that Charlotte Bobcats team. They could literally be the worst team. Like they're not as bad history. as that Cavs team that I watched the year after LeBron left. Record wise, yes, but you're saying like they play better basketball. Yeah, they're not as hard to watch. Yeah, I'm not gonna lie, I haven't watched many Pistons games this year, so yeah. I don't know. I don't blame you. Yeah, yeah but uh, it's just it's funny to watch this. Like I said, I've only done it because I keep taking them. And whenever I do a two leg parlay, and the second leg's the later night, later later at night, like a West Coast game, I'm like, fuck it, I have nothing else better to do. Let's watch the Detroit Pistons. <laughs> With that, let's jump into our power rankings here for this week in the NBA. Number five, the Oklahoma City Thunder. Number four, the Philadelphia 76ers. Number three, the Milwaukee Bucks. Number two, the Minnesota Timberwolves. And number one, the Boston Celtics to finish off that list. What do you guys think there? You guys got a good talk about the the Pistons. Surprised they didn't make the list, but what do you guys think? (laughs) Ace, Ace, real quick. Before we get into that, you asked uh, you asked those Rangers to cover that puck line, and they received and they and they heard you, and they came through three one Rangers. Okay, we we let's get into the NBA uh, power rankings here. They scored two really fast because yeah, I right, last time right. I turned around it was one one back to back two goals in forty seconds. I saw nice. it was one nothing. I, I just have the money line. Nice. But yeah, no, happy to see the Oklahoma City Thunder jumping into our power rankings. I've been talking about it for a while. Uh, jumped a game on the Magic, so they were able to steal that spot. Good to see them there. They're fully healthy, really young team, depth everywhere. So I think they could be a problem for one of the top-end teams matching up with them and come playoff time. Shout out the Boston Celtics, best team in, in New England, honestly, right now. 23-6, and six, that's nuts. And uh, they're primed for a big position. We all knew this was coming, and it's gonna, they're going to be around there for a while. Yeah, I don't really have much to say on this one. I haven't been watching, obviously. I This was the first year of Christmas Day. Like, I did not sit down and watch basketball. The NFL officially did it. They took over Christmas Day. Um, I was just flicking. When the NFL wasn't on, I would flick to the basketball games. That Yeah, that was really the only game I was like, sit down, I wanted to have on. But, like, I was trying to watch that Nuggets like or Nuggets Warriors game in the afternoon. I just couldn't get into it. And then the late games, um, I ended up betting, betting Heat and Suns money line. Suns are fucking dumpster fire right now. Um, KD, obviously we can see him get, wouldn't be surprised to see him get out of there before the end of the season loves getting traded. So wouldn't, wouldn't mind seeing him move on. Uh, I mean, get him out of the West to make it an easier path, eliminate one of those teams out there. But, um, yeah, I, that's just kind of my take on the NBA right now is I was so into it and this was the first year I just didn't watch it on Christmas day. I haven't watched it in the past week or so. So, um, I, I just know the thunder keep doing their thing. They're obviously a young team on the rise and, Philadelphia and Milwaukee are just sitting there. They're obviously legit teams in the East, but Ace your Celtics have been legit and definitely the top team. Yeah, for sure. And we'll get some more coverage on that as these football seasons wind down, both college and pro. Um, looking forward to that. I think the Suns might be able to rebound by the time we get into some heavy NBA talk. Good stuff there, boys. That's going to wrap up everything we got in the NBA this week. Moving over to the college football world. Am, uh, sorry, am I reading through just these five games you want to talk about, or are you 
Those are more like the games that I'm just going to read the spread for and like, we can just, you know what I mean? All right. So I'm just going to kind of pass it to you. Um, uh, let's move into college football here. Bowl season is officially underway here. Come up this weekend. Huff, why don't you take it away here and give us our college football segment for the, this week's episode? Absolutely. Yeah. Whenever I can find these, uh, the, obviously the bowl games that actually matter, a lot of games going on. Throughout the week, we cash on. It's looking like we're gonna cash on uh, WVU. I think that's is that WVU on the goal line, Mackie down there. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's looking like we're gonna cash this WVU minus six and uh, the Mayo Bowl. Obviously, we got the good ones coming up this weekend. Uh, we're gonna start first out with the Peach Bowl. We have Ole Miss and Penn State, number eleven versus number ten. Penn State's a four and a half point favorite in this one. The Saturday noon game uh, to start things off. Uh, Penn State a minus two hundred on the money line. I I do like Penn State in this spot. Uh, they're kind of I know they're building for next year. They're starting with a lot of their younger five star recruits coming in for this game. I don't know exactly the number of starters that they're going to be missing. I do lean on Penn State in this matchup. Uh, Mackie, I don't know if you have any too much of an opinion on any of these spreads. I know it is early. Uh, that's just more one that I had my eyes on in the uh, out of the bigger bowls. The other one on Saturday is Georgia, Florida State, or we can just jump right into that. Yeah, I don't have much to say about Ole Miss, Penn State, but I think I think Georgia actually rolls Florida State. What's the spread? Have you seen it? Yeah, so that that's the next that's the four o'clock Saturday game, the uh, Orange Bowl, Georgia, Florida State, Florida State without Tate Rodemaker as he's announcing uh, his transfer from Florida State, which is pretty interesting. But that's a whole other topic. Uh, Georgia minus nineteen and a half in this game, minus seventeen hundred on the money line, uh, over under forty four and a half. I do agree with you there. I, I'm slamming Georgia minus the 19 and a half in this game. I think they don't even make it close. I think that they obviously are going to make their case as to why they should have been that team to get in. Um, but I mean, neither here nor there. I think that obviously, I don't, I don't think Florida State's going to put up much of a fight in this one. I love Georgia here. see and then yeah that's really it uh for uh yeah i guess that iowa tennessee game that is a pretty good one uh the that's another that's one of the new year's day bowl ones uh we have the citrus bowl with iowa tennessee i'm big on this tennessee team i've have been all year iowa loves to play these low scoring games uh so they're bringing some of those iowa numbers into this spread with uh iowa is a six and a half point underdog Minus 250 on the money line for Tennessee with Iowa plus 202 and the over under 35 and a half. I like Tennessee to cover the number here. I also love the under. Every Iowa under, I have to jump on it. That's why I wanted to discuss this one. I am going to go ahead and take that, uh, the under in that one, Mackie. We've been, we rode that all year. I feel like we got to do it one last time and send it off right. It's scary yeah, I mean, with Tennessee, but you got to trust Iowa to nah, just knock it up. Nah, I do. I'm, I'm trusting it. I like it. Every Iowa under. I mean, um, what was that? What was that one? Twenty five and a half, I think it was, and it still stayed under, which is absolutely un- incredible. But yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm with you. I just keep riding that. That'll be a play on the card. Blind play. I don't care about it. I don't care. I'll call it a blind play. We are taking it. <laughs> it's a system play. Just take every eye wonder. Everyone else does it, and they still hit. So once don't, that quarterback, don't worry about under, overthinking that one. His name. He was a transfer from McNamara. McNamara, yeah, yeah, yeah. Transferred from Michigan? Yeah. 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 I always get um, him and I always get him and JJ McCarthy confused for some reason, just because the names yeah, is kind of similar. Yeah, exactly. But um yeah, I think uh I once he got hurt, I sent him in my other group chat. I was like, Iowa unders are free for the rest of the season, and every single game has gone under since then. Yeah. All right. Obviously, now we have the two big ones, the college football playoff games with uh Alabama versus Michigan. 
Michigan, a one and a half point favorite, which is kind of crazy to me in this game. Minus 128 on the money line and the over under 44 and a half. Do you have any opinion on this game yet? Or are you going to be waiting to see if this line moves any bit to Alabama a little bit more plus the points? Could it become a pick em? Which way are you leaning on this one? I originally was all Alabama. Now I'm starting to see kind of ways that Michigan so, can win this game. So I, I don't have an opinion on this one right now. So much money on Alabama. There is so much money on Alabama. It's like the most bet thing too. Um so it's definitely scary. I I do love Alabama in this spot, though. I mean, how many times we've seen Michigan get here and not not be able to get past this point? I don't love that team this year either. I think that they had a pretty cupcake schedule. They beat Ohio State. That's literally it. Penn State's not a real contender. They beat Ohio State. They won the the the, the big game, as you want to call it, and that gets them a spot in the college football playoff because that Big Ten is it's kind of a joke nowadays, to be honest. But um. I bet Alabama's rolling. Milrose playing really good football. You have the better coach, obviously. It's just sketchy. I mean, there's so much money on it. But I mean, we've seen games like Colorado, Nebraska. Colorado ended up covering that game with like 93% of the bets on them. So we have seen crazier things. Eileen, Alabama, not going to lock anything in yet. See how this line moves as well. But um, yeah, I, I guess it's an early lean, but definitely a sketchy play. Going to keep an eye on it. Yeah. I definitely am right there with you. I lean Alabama on the first game. I uh, don't want to lock anything in yet officially. I did, even if it does go to a pick I'm probably still going to lean with Alabama unless the money splits do get pretty crazy. It is kind of uh, out of hand. So um, let's see. We will get in this next game where we have Texas taking on Washington. Texas, a four and a half point favorite in this one. Minus 184 on the money line and the over under is 62 and a half. I lean Texas here. I like Texas. I don't love the minus four and a half. This is where I was thinking about teasing Bama and Texas. Uh, I just, I think that we can get that rematch where obviously the perfect scenario would be Alabama beats Texas in the national championship, where Texas came into Alabama at the, earlier on this season, won that big game. That's why Texas is here right now. I think Texas has the, everything that they need to beat this Washington team, and I'm huge on. I don't know how to say his name, but the receiver Odunze or Odunes, whatever his name is, I think he's an absolute animal. Yeah, I think he's an absolute beast. I think he has a great game, but I just lean Texas here. I just think this is Texas's year to make it to the championship. Yeah, um, I think Texas found their way into the playoffs by, uh, I mean, the only reason they're in, I think, is because they beat Bama and they couldn't put Bama in without putting Texas in. So that gets Texas here. I do really like Texas here, too. I'm not really downplaying them. But how many times is Washington going to be overlooked and, and not favorited against these top teams? And they just got to keep proving everyone wrong. They were, they were not favorites. At home against Oregon, they played Oregon in a mutual spot, 11-point underdogs, outright winners. I mean, how much more do they have to prove? Michael Penix playing incredible football. He's getting the job done week in, week out. Probably uh, should have won Heisman. I, I, I shouldn't say that. He probably sh- shouldn't win Heisman, but he's he's right up there, top three. No, yeah, I know what you mean. Um, I, I don't know. It's Texas. It's Texas. We see it every single year. Um, but they actually made it to the college football playoffs this year, so maybe it's a little different. But I just don't think that they're completely back yet. I'm going to go with Washington here. I think the, the value is there, um, and I think it's going to be a close one. So get, give me Washington. All righty. That's just about, I think, everything we got there for college football. Coming here this weekend is Bull Weekend. Lots of games to be played, lots of action. We'll make sure to have our plays out on that on Instagram and Twitter. I think that's it for this week here, boys. Week 17 of the NFL. The Winter Classic coming up here on Monday. NBA, college football, college basketball all rolling. That's all I got here this week. Anything else to add before we get out of here? 
Uh, obviously, like you said, the live stream on Sunday. Make sure you're tuning into that. Uh, make sure you stay in tune for our video tomorrow for our takes on this Thursday night game. Um, other than that, thanks for listening. We'll see you guys next week. We'll see you Sunday for the live stream. Make sure you're tuning in for that. We appreciate all the support. Um, other than that, thanks for listening. We'll see you guys next week.